Hi guys, before we actually start this podcast, I have a friend that is doing online singing lessons for beginners. So if you want to learn how to sing or you want to work on your pitches or you want to just sing, basically, uh, let me know on the Hidden Lounge podcast email, which is the Hidden Lounge podcast at gmail.com or go on to the Twitter page or the Instagram page and DM me and I will help you get onto this course. But yeah, let me know, let me know. And yeah, let's let's resume this episode. Good luck. Hi, welcome to The Hidden Lounge. This is a show where you listen to controversial topics with biblical scripture. Disclaimer, please, everything you've heard, make sure to read all scriptures for yourself. All right, let's start. Where do you guys want to start? The chain scandal, the Satan shoes. I say uh, I vote for the chain scandal. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, has everyone watched the videos? I know yeah. that you haven't watched the video. Not all of it, no. But no. I understand. I understand the context of everything that's been going on. I guess. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, same. Can I let's let's start with the fact that the the wife's video she did after everybody was talking about it. Helmet of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness. <laughs> I did not understand that. I don't know what she was on. And even I'm not you. Really sure what it was. It's a lot of women actually mm. have this idea of fighting wars within a marriage. And I do not understand why they think that marriage needs to be a battlefield where you have to be wearing helmets for salvation <laughs> all the time. Because the world is already a battlefield. You should be able to come home and put down your, like, your armour and just be able to live life. But I feel like this is how society is. Mm. A lot of the time where you have to be fighting every single day. But yeah. <laughs> if it's infidelity, I'm pretty sure you can Bible says we're allowed to get out of it. So why are so many women so eager to stick in something that is so toxic? They've been together for four years and they've been doing uh he's been doing the madnesses beforehand. And apparently one of the videos that he did was in front of the mistress's house. Which means that he's not even repentant. What's the point? What, the one in third that, person? Yeah. Apparently he was in front of the house while oh. he was doing it. That, I think that's also one of the reasons why he deleted it. A lot of people were saying that, oh, you know, he ha- um, he's in front of the house and he's speaking in third person. That guy is a complete narcissist. Caressing up his own hands. At the very end, you could see he's smirking, like he was enjoying the, the whole thing. And her uh, her face was just, you could tell she was not in it. And a lot of people talk about how she was looking as well with the bonnet and the way she was clothed. I don't think there was a problem with the way she was clothed. But also, I don't think that she needed to be in the video. I think no. it was a way to, I don't know, bring sympathy. But I don't think that worked because her she wasn't in it, to be honest. I hear I hear what you're saying. I believe that she kind of did need to be in the video just maybe for like account. Well, there's different reasons for like accountability sake to say that, you know, he's done it authentically. And because, again, the nature of his business, in quote, was giving relationship advice on the Internet to be accountable to his own audience, so to speak. You know, it would be a bit weird if he was speaking on you know, forgiveness and all this stuff that he was speaking about. And she's not there to co-sign and say that this is true, that he's actually been forgiven. Do you get what I mean? Because everyone was really fighting her battle, if that makes sense. Well, does this change your opinion on like these relationship advisors, and gurus and all that extra stuff? I did, I did. go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has a very strong view. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, me, I, I, I was speaking with a couple of friends bef- uh, after a Bible study before about this and um, just my take on relationship experts and stuff like that, or so-called. Yeah, I just don't think anybody should be labelled as such. I think it's too strong of a of, of a of a title to, to give to someone. And not to say that they can't, they, they can't give good advice, 
to you know relationships and everything like that but it's just like you're always gonna have kind of cracks in your own armor and stuff and so it it just seems very very unwise to just kind of have that as a title so i've just got a big i've got a big issue with with the whole concept of a relationship expert or advisor and stuff like that there's Um, actually a lot of them out there you know mm, yeah (laughs) i didn't know that they've done books you know they're they're building a whole career from it you know they're getting money well he he tried let's just say he tried with that video (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit hypocritical oh it's very hypocritical <laughs> very, very hypocritical. How can you be speaking in the third person? Like, what, what kind of disrespect? Like, even <laughs> because you know, there's funny enough. I found this verse not too long ago, Ephesians five thirty three. It says, "So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband." I think there was an there's a there's definitely. Um, an aspect towards him where he just doesn't have that much love for himself um, to be able to disrespect your wife like that. And then to do a video in the third person backing yourself <laughs> and, and not speaking to the, to the, I, I guess, well, really you shouldn't just do a video in third person in that situation. You should really just be humble and focus mm-hmm. on your marriage. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not that difficult. <laughs> um, yeah. No, and I so agree with you, my friend, because at the end of the day, I heard he was even promoting his book. Like, you can get it on sale. Yes. Yeah. You need to go work on your actual marriage and then come back and tell us how you've moved on, how you've actually applied your own teachings mm. <laughs> to your own marriage. Because I don't understand why you're still in the media. And it just makes me feel like, he thinks that this all bad publicity is still good publicity for him and his book. And it's just very inauthentic. So is that the word? So, and, and people will buy, you know, people yeah. will still continue to buy the books. People will still follow him. He's still got a lot of followers. He's still earning cash. He's still earning a lot of money from, from even that alone. But to be honest, he wouldn't have come out and confessed if it wasn't for the fact that one of the women came out to begin with. And yeah. basically blatantly said, hey, apparently it was a doctor and she didn't know that he was married. And she found out that I feel like that is a lie. That can't be true. Because no, but then a lot of his followers did say that they didn't even know he was married. Oh? People that actually watched him yeah. did not know he was married. He, he that was the disclosed. first time they actually knew he had a wife and saw the wife. Yeah. No, you're joking. <laughs> this is why men are so scary. Everybody. <laughs> Wait, Tasha, what did you say? So this is why men are scary. Like, <laughs> you're not even telling them that you're married. Like, okay, cool, if you want to cheat, then cheat. But now you're not even going to say that you're married. Like, at least respect the marriage somehow. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we should put we should put an asterisk on that on that statement. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> he is, rat, man. <laughs> he looks like he'll be wearing those Satan shoes. I can't even lie to you. He looks like you because... <laughs> He is, yeah, no, he's a different breed of of human being. I feel in general, and I think I saw even like a post of um people also like people found this post basically that he put up. I think he reconnected with his father back in Jamaica, and people are like, oh, so we see why we see why he's been able to. <laughs> I was just like, I cannot, I cannot deal, I cannot deal. <laughs> Ade, Buffet, what do you think about what Tasha said, though? <laughs> Are men actually scary? Are you guys scary? <laughs> I would say... Done. Yeah, go on, Ade, if you want to. No, go on, you first. Okay. Um, I would say some men are, some men, because some of the things I've seen, you know, my parents have been married for 27 years now. My mom screams you know, through it, all through the house of how much she loves my dad, you know, um, well, you know, and so I've, that's my own like perception of love from growing, you know, growing up and stuff. Um, so yeah, like seeing something like this and, you know, understanding that he's a re- relationship coach, like <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that first of all, because yeah, who gave this self-proclaimed title needs to be stripped off you, along with a lot of other things. 
First of all, you should not even be in control of a camera. You should not be in control of any recording device. In fact, your car too should be stripped off you because as far as I'm concerned, you're not trustworthy with that as well. You know, <laughs> like, nah. But at the same time, I would also say that there are, um, there are some scary women too. And on that, I would end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, nah, um, 100% there's some scary, scary guys out there. There's a lot more. Uh, um, Mo said that there's scary, you know, women as well, but there's a lot more um, scary men than there are women um, mm-hmm. in, in regards to mentality, mm-hmm. to, to have the, that type of mentality to, to kind of manipulate what's it called emotionally abuse someone and stuff like that i think um yeah for some reason it's more more so a, a man's thing and just to add to to what um the context of what tasha was saying i think it's even more scary because this this one time you've decided to bring out your 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 wife when nobody knew is is when it's it's just to save your back kind of thing so so the whole t- no, the whole time you're saying, you're saying something there Ade you're actually saying something because that's why she wore her helmet of salvation she's already fighting she's taking the arrows and she hasn't done anything what is the meaning it's so true it's so true you can tell that she's been continuously emotionally manipulated even the way she was talking in the video because he was like oh do you have something to say and the way she looked at him and then the way she was talking all soft like yeah well yeah, and all that extra stuff. I don't remember what she said because to, I, I was I was just so shocked yeah, but the way she was talking and then the difference how she was talking on her own you can tell that there's a there's a lot of that manipulation like she's almost like intimidated by him I don't know if you sensed that from the video. I kind of get what you mean, yeah. I feel like she's very emotionally disconnected. Mm. 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 You definitely see that on her face. I don't know, her face was just completely straight and there was no emotion. She tried to put a smile because when he said lovely wife or something like that, he said, oh, and my wife or something like that or something like that. You know, that he caressed his hand at that point, number one. (laughs) (laughs) He caressed his own hand, and then she she turned her, her face, smiled like you know them fake ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Man, I feel so sorry for her. She needs some praise up in here. She's still gonna defend him, and there's a lot of women that are gonna be defending men that are scary. Let me use that word. Some scary men. But no, that video actually like, scares me. As a man, that's that video is scared. That for him to be able to do that. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's because you don't normally kind of, or you don't think that things like this are happening kind mm-hmm. of thing. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's very real. Like it's very real that some, someone can, can be with their partner and be kind of just like trapped in, in something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were comparing it to um, Beyonce, how um, her husband cheated on um, actually some, actually, to be honest, let me be honest. A certain gender. I was comparing it. Was comparing it to be. <laughs> how 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 is that even comparable to Beyonce? Beyonce yeah. dropped. Beyonce dropped the whole album that <laughs> that brought her millions of slandering <laughs> Jay Z, and I'm like, how is that? The what? The helmet of salvation is the equivalent of lemonade. I'm trying to understand. Yeah. Well, but you know what, guys? Sometimes I really sit down and think maybe he didn't even cheat. This is all just propaganda because he never actually came out and said he cheated. Her song lyrics could just be for a dramatic effect. They could really just be living their lovely wedded bliss, and we're here contemplating whether or not <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> That's true. I, I I did think at some point that it could all just be a publicity stunt because he never confirmed that, you know, it was all kind of from her side and her people who said, who, you know, brought out the woman, you know, whatever Becky or, or Julie that it was, um, <laughs> you know, and yeah. yeah, she just started, she made millions of it. And, and, you know, now that time has passed, we all forget about it. 
and they're living their, you know, their happy marriage. It's, it's the same way R&B artists drop their best albums when they're going through a breakup or going through mm-hmm. some form of emotional stress that then causes them to pour out their their hearts. Maybe she needed that fire. Maybe her stuff was getting repetitive and, you know, she she needed the beehive hey, to come in. Careful, the beehives. They're gonna come for you, man. Um, I see. This is this is not my actual name, so they they don't know. (laughs) Well, we might as well piggy bank from that and talk about these same issues. What's going on? So, little Nas X has decided to. Well, by the time this gets posted, it's gonna be a couple of weeks. But he decided to sell six hundred and. Well, I don't want to say the full word, but <laughs> a lot of sixes, let's just say, um, um, pairs of Satan shoes with a human blood in the soul. I'm sorry, but I think that's a bit, that's a bit weird. Sorry, the video itself, I didn't watch the video. I saw me some small couple of clips from like other, you know, Twitter and stuff like that. I, I'm sorry, the, the, the graphics alone in them clips burned my eyes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And apparently the only reason why he did that, you know, was to show his experience of, I don't even know. One person was saying it's about Illuminati, how he was trying to um, debunk how people are talking about Illuminati. But Illuminati is how many years old now? That is long gone. No one is looking back at Rihanna's and Beyonce's and all those celebrities' music and seeing whether or not there's any triangle and eye and stuff. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think I think the, the human blood is a bit much. You could have just kept to the ink. And then they put a pentagon or, pentagon or something like that, an upside-down cross. They put a Bible verse, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And it was Luke 10-something. I think, I, yeah, it's a, um, about, I think when Jesus said, like, uh, I saw Lucifer falling from heaven, that's what the verse basically is. I can't find it. It's Luke 10, 12, isn't it? Try 18. Oh. If there is an 18. 18. I don't know if there is. I really don't know. Just... Uh-huh. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning oh, from heaven. Fine. Yeah. To be honest, in the video, he did fall down. Well, glided. Down, I won't go into the graphics. So, um, but apparently he kills the devil in the video and then becomes. I didn't see. I, I'm, I'm really inferring from what people have said, but he kills the devil and then he becomes the devil. Yeah. <sighs> What's your opinion, guys? <laughs> What's your opinion? I think I our generation. Heard... Oh, sorry. Go on. No, go I on. Tash. Our generation is becoming so casual with talking about like hell and the devil mm. and all this type of stuff. I think mm. it's become such a casual conversation that people aren't deep in the extremities of what they're doing. Because it's like, yeah. people are saying that the reason he's acting in this way is because of like deep-rooted church hurt, et cetera, et cetera, which I can see is yeah. understandable, a fathomable thought of why he would do so. But it's actually quite scary how our generation can talk about Satan so openly or want to dance with the imagery of Satan. And I feel like it's more of the thing of like, as Christians, especially on social media, we shouldn't now come and say, you're going to go to hell, blah, 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 blah. It's a thing of like understanding why, like teaching them the reasons why we shouldn't be so comfortable in discussing like satanic behavior. But I feel like with our generation, it's just the uproar people are more invested in than the actual deep rooted issue. Because I'm sure if someone was to actually interview him and ask where did the imagery come from, there's a deeper rooted Mm -hmm. issue than just wanting to do something like that but yeah i heard the same thing about church hurt and you know you actually raised a good point of um just our generation and their outlook and their perception on satan and things and the occult you know all that stuff and to be honest i think it's because we've normalized there's there's been a lot of um we've we've basically been pumped with a lot of media from you know watching a lot of horror movies so the horror industry has really contributed towards that in the sense of putting things that are cult, you know, putting things that are, you know, seen as satanic or seen as um, you know, out out of this earth, otherworldly sort of sort of things. And, you know, a lot of a lot of children nowadays are just like, that's normal to them. So 
they they're essentially normalizing the the um you know existence of satan because all those things are really they are satanic aren't they they're demonic so um mm. you know they, with that with all the watering down that has gone on in there you know a child nowadays is gonna yeah it's just it's not even gonna be phased like that they're even gonna question the authenticity of it because they see horror films and they know that's not real so really and truly is any of this thing real anyway but yeah i mean everybody a lot of youngsters some of the um you know some of the reactions from twitter were worried about youngsters um because obviously like they've listened to old town road old town road and obviously that was a very like upbeat song and a lot of Young people were listening to that song and stuff like that. And then the way he progressed from Panini, which was also a good song, to go from that to now a whole dancing on the devil. They're going to watch that and they're going to be okay with it. I agree with you, Mofes. I think it's very de- um, detrimental on like our de- um, generation and mm. how they're going to start perceiving evil as normal. That it's almost like it's okay to be... It's okay to to have images of the devil and not feel scared about it and not fear these kind of things. For me personally, I'm going to step away from that. I'm not I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of like people that were complaining that Christians, this is not about Christians, you know, and get, and getting all upset about how there's a Bible verse on the shoe and and they shouldn't get offended and disrespecting the religion and all of that. They shouldn't get offended. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I was gonna say, um, even to speak on what Tasha mentioned before about, um, you know, just his own personal history with the church. He was, I think, he was a Christian, or he was, he did attend church. And you know, considering his background, he's a black. I, I guess is it queer or is he gay? Um, um, individual who lives in Texas. Now, Texas is mm-hmm. known as, you know. It's the extreme. It's a place that has yeah. extreme, you know, levels sure. of Christianity, religion, you know, so on and so forth. So growing up, you know, in that sort of with that sort of, um, you know, I guess, yeah, the, the whole understanding his identity and so on and so forth, um, you know, from childhood, especially where you do soak up a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of stress in terms of what people place on you and so on and so forth and what people say about you especially in rejection you know i i you know i i feel for him honestly i, I think he's just going down a route of um he's just he's just sort of saying you know what i'm anti the church i'm anti you know christians in general because what they're what they they say christianity is based off is love and he's not received any you know so is Christianity, does Christianity actually really exist, so to speak? Some Christ, um, some people out there that are not Christians and obviously don't know and don't understand Christianity and they see something like that and someone now comes to want to evangelise to them or talk to them about it, they're almost going to, their minds are going to refer back to that video or... No, yeah, and it already is happening. I was even reading somewhere where this lady was saying, because, like you said, before he... He was marketed slightly as a for the younger generation. Apparently, he goes to schools and like reads stories to them, this, that, and the other. So he already is in the forefront of some children or teenagers' lives. And also, and then people would start saying, "Oh, if hell is like this, I want to go there too." Hell is a small town then, probably. And they're seeing all these things casually, and it's all being treated as you know some form of art and like creative, this, that, and the other. But the thing is, whether is whether they want to see as creative art or freedom of art, there's still spirituality behind all of these things. And I know Lil Nas is a troll, so it's, I, I, that blood thing, it probably isn't real, but whether or not it's real or not, the messaging behind it is deeper than anything that others are making it out to be. People telling Christians to calm down, this, that, and the other. Mm. It's because you're putting into, like, the, the power right in the tank. <laughs> and there's so much... Um, negative energy that's already in the world with everything going on mm-hmm. so to be putting these things out there for a, an audience that are young and very um, impressionable whether or not you've come out of christianity the fact that you have been in the in the religion and come out of it should even 
be more alarming that you're now like projecting that if this is someone that has never grown up in how do you call it in church and they're just using this as creative lessons to be honest it's, it's down to you it's by yourself do it by yourself but the fact that you've come from church and you're duped I don't know the minute you're in church the minute you've grown up in church whether or not you believe in God afterwards or not you still have that grounding of spirituality and so uh, ah, there's something deep going on with him and his programming and his um, ability to reach so many people yeah. with that kind of message that frightens me more so than anything. And so all these people tell us to calm down. Um, okay. <laughs> Either way, Jesus is on the side. They can do whatever they want to do. Just It's just sad that people are getting, <clears throat> people actually thinking that hell is a nice place to be. Like, that's it's crazy. really not. <laughs> that's, that's really crazy. <sighs> And apparently he used to troll before he used to be famous. Apparently he used to be mm. um, racist and um, and say a lot of inappropriate stuff. Um, yeah. People are saying it was a spam account or spam account or something like that. But to be honest, I can see a pattern of progression. You are listening to the Hidden Lounge podcast. Should we start with tattoos then? Might as well glide through that and... First, let me get the Bible bass. All right, cool. Um, Leviticus 19.27. Don't cut the hair on the sides of your head or trim your beard. 28. Don't gash. No, I don't want this one. What kind of this? What kind of? What kind of? <laughs> Sorry. New King James Version. There we go. That's much better. All right. Leviticus 19.27. You shall not shave um, around the sides of your head, nor shall you disfigure the edges of your beard. 28. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on your body. I am the Lord. Is tattoos and piercings forbidden? Should Christians not be allowed to have piercings and tattoos? Um, I think it's too, it's too strict to say that they shouldn't be allowed. I would just say that. I would just say that um, it's not something that I would be um, advising or or I would suggest someone to, uh, to do really. I think there's there's no real there's no real like thing in the Bible or anything that says suggests that you're harming your spirituality or anything like that. I don't mm. think. Um, yeah, in that regard, it's not it's it's not doing any damage, but at the same time how you present yourself is important um and you have to you kind of you, you've got to be conscious of what message what message you're saying by what you're showing um i think um bible says uh, that we are the temple of the holy spirit um our bodies are the temple of the holy spirit mm-hmm. um our physical body is a temple and um we should we should honor god with our bodies kind of thing mm-hmm. not to say that it's not necessarily honoring God, mm. but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just think maybe it's 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 a thing of it's a thing of conviction, um, and sometimes sometimes people can put ta- t- to to uh, make tattoos in idolizing um, people or things. Uh, so 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 in that regards, it would be it would be um, a wrong thing. Okay, so. Question to everybody: You think like tattoos are like conforming to the world? Do you think that maybe it's a something that the world does, and that Christians should like step aside because technically, you know, it's more of a it's become more culturally accepted now. And I think <laughs> if it's more like if we're in Africa, then people are gonna be looking at us like, "Excuse me, what's going on? Why you have these tattoos on yourself? What's these marks? They're gonna." You know, you get judged and stuff like that. So, okay, something that is put onto the skin, like people are not going to see it as like spiritual and stuff like that. But do you think maybe tattoos have like a, a deeper meaning that maybe it does affect the spiritual, your spiritual soul and stuff? Um, well, personally speaking, I have seven tattoos. And Sorry, what? I have seven, <laughs> six, I have seven tattoos. <laughs> Man, I was drinking these. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have seven tattoos and I got six six of them I got before I regave my life to Christ and I had one after I became born again in twenty eighteen in twenty nineteen, sorry. 
Um, on to what I think it was what Addy said. Um, obviously tattoos don't affect your spirituality. Like I think as to think about with Christianity, you have to think about things mm-hmm. that obviously have keys into your spirit, and also things that can affect your spirituality. Like me having my tattoos hasn't distracted me, or I hope haven't distracted me from my connection yeah. and relationship with God. But I also think it's like you're saying about conforming to the world. On my own personal behalf, I can say it is a way of conforming to the world because I'd always, since I was 16, I was always into piercings, tattoos. Like I have 10 piercings, seven tattoos, and it's like I still want them. But I feel like at that time was because more of like world imagery. But because now when my friends describe me, they're going to point those things out first. It's kind of become a Mm. part of me in a weird sense. But it's not a thing of like when I like have all these things if I stay oh yeah I've got all these piercings all these tattoos like this is who I am this is what's made me if you if you were to ask like who are you I would probably say a child of God like that's the yeah. first thing about me not all these other things that I have on top because I think you said in the verse before 1928 I think you said in 27 that men shouldn't cut their hair because if you go for things like that as well like <laughs> they men cut their hair what every three weeks or so so it's kind of like we can't yeah, pick and yeah. choose parts of the bible we're going to say Christians can do Christian can't do that type of vibe but I think it's just more down to personal conviction because I don't feel convicted whenever I get a new piercing or tattoo like I don't feel convicted like this is something wrong I feel like it's something that's a part of me and I'll continue to get but I feel like it's just down to personal conviction but condemnation and judging shouldn't come out of Mm. that as well from other Christians God bless you for saying that (laughs) decided to get my lashes done because I was like damn these things are short it wasn't because I was like the way I want people to look at me and stuff like that. It was more for personal interest, you know what I'm saying? And I was just talking to someone about it and uh, the individual was like, oh, that's a sin. I said, excuse me? But I think it's more to do with like um, people's perception of, you know, people, when you see someone with many tattoos, the first thing that they're going to think of is, oh, they're one of them, rather than thinking, oh, this is a Christian because tattoos and piercings and even the way you dress it's a part of your identity so yeah yeah Muffy, you're gonna say something yeah so um yeah tasha has you know literally just saved me because um i always wanted to get tattoos from a very young age um and it was always a thing where I was like, uh, i guess i felt convicted well yeah i felt a lot of conviction from it i was raised in a you know, religious household, religious home, um, you know, so, you know, going to church and so on and so, f- so forth, tattoos were always seen as taboo, you know, you don't do them, Ooh. you don't get them. Um, I want to quickly ask you a question before you in, um, continue. Was the conviction because of what you read biblically and what the church was saying, or was it because of how you felt people react when you had it so initially it was definitely because of um how you know the reaction from people who mattered to me so i would i generally wouldn't you know i guess not to be disrespectful or anything but i generally wouldn't care if you know if i didn't if i didn't care for you my life you know if you if you didn't have a say on you know me eating 12 bars of chocolate before i came to church why do you now have a say on me getting a tattoo on my body no it doesn't make sense you know you can't pick and choose where you want to start applying you know your your inputs in someone's life you are listening to the hidden lounge podcast yeah so i i want to get tattoos but then you know, there's also now I'm obviously a lot more mature in my faith. I obviously rededicated my life to Christ, um, you know, um, a couple of years ago and, um, you know, having, you know, studied and so on and so forth. There's the, the verse in Romans 12 verse one, and that one kind of, mm. yeah, it gets me in my feelings. Mm. Yeah. It gets me in my feelings a little bit. It says, um, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This truly, this is truly the way to worship him. You know, and then verse two actually kind of speaks a little bit more into it. It says, do not copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. 
then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Yeah. Um, so I agree with what Aden Tasha said, um, where it shouldn't be a religious thing. It shouldn't be treated in a in a way of um you know to to limit someone or to say you're not measuring up yeah. a, a form of judgment or anything like that. I definitely do not agree with that. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I guess it just it's just down to your own um I guess personal relationship really and truly um you know um but yeah i'm still kind of me being an artist i still yeah there's still a part of me that wants to get um <laughs> so yeah um tasha i'm gonna need you know to hit me up i'm gonna need you to hit me up with uh <laughs> the connect you know yeah, um, no, for sure. she's got a um you know a piercing company a pi- why do i keep saying company like like it's Bruh. <laughs> no, you're a piercing jewelry company, yeah. Mm. Oh, oh. Exactly. I mean, I think I must stick. Go on. It's like self-expression. And I feel like, even though, like, you know how Christians were meant to be the light of the world and were called out to be a part, I feel like with piercings and tattoos, it's kind of similar because it's a thing of, like, I kind of like how some work roles are like, or if you have visible piercings, you must take them off. Because it's kind of like, oh, do you feel offended? Do you feel a type of way about how I look? And it's that type of like self-expression that I kind of thrive off. Not that I want people to be scared of me or to, you know, fear me. But it's a thing of like, that imp- self-empowerment I feel from that. I kind of enjoy it in a weird way. So I feel like with having tattoos and piercings, especially being... Um, a black African lady because I remember when I used to meet people in uni first year they'd be like oh where are you from they'd be like oh you're from Jamaica I'm like no and they'd be like oh and then I'd be like oh, I'm from Zim blah 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 and then I'd ask them why would they say that and it was like because I'd look at my nose piercings and be like oh because you have your nose pierced because I feel like in African culture it's quite not taboo. quite taboo to get tattoos and piercings so it's kind of like that mix up where it's a bit like it shouldn't be conformed to different, you know, ethnicities or whatever, but just a way of self-expression. So that's why I kind of enjoy it as well, because it's just like, it's kind of like who I am, but like just part of who I am. I like that self-expression. I feel like I'm a expressive person. So I feel like I like that, but I feel like Christianity, we are meant to be expressive people, but it's also like, no matter what we look like, because there's some pastors who are covered head to toe in tattoos, like, do you know what I mean? So it's like, it shouldn't now hinder people's judgment on us as christians just because of what we look like do you know what i mean it's just self-expression i feel anyway um so i have curiosity tasha how many piercings do you have so i have 10 piercings Whew. yeah i have 10 piercings due to get more on april the 12th due to get <laughs> is there even enough body parts left <laughs> I will make a way. No, for real. There's many. No, it's like I don't know. I'm just so into them. And also, like, because I sell piercing jewelry. It's also like, as I've now come to set a business about this, like, I also have to show that I invested in this business as well. Because it's like I don't want to like sell clothes or like eyelashes. Because it's like I'm not invested in that. Whereas piercings, I was and I am invested in that. So it's like it just fits my character and what I'm building my life kind of around in a way. Hmm. I think uh what's it called? I'll be hitting you up real soon, you know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> legally or illegally. And you need to relax with <laughs> that. In the Western world, it's very, very, very normal. I mean, people are walking up with, you know, piercings in their eyebrows, you know, in unforbiddable places. And stuff like that, but I really and truly wanted to go into the history. That um, I don't know if you guys knew, but um, nose rings in the Bible were given as a gift to those. Yeah. Like, oh, you knew that? Yeah. Abraham gave someone's wife. Yeah. 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 Abraham gave his son um, a nose ring to give to his about to be wife Rebecca. So it was a normal. Thing that was happening from Genesis time. And so when you're coming, um, you know, and people are coming with this, oh, um, you know, piercings, tattoos are a sin, 
you know, a lot of it is not because they've read the Bible, it's because of culture, because, you know, it's not acceptable there. So they kind of integrate it with um, kingdom. And I think, I yeah. think culture and kingdom, we need to talk about that in another episode, but <laughs> you're going to say something? I think that's why it's so important that we read, when we're reading the Bible, we read things in context and actually understand the reasoning behind why things are said. Mm-hmm. When you actually deeper, you read that what God was trying to do at that time with the Israelites is set them apart from the other nations surrounding them. Yes. And so everything that he says is because the other nations were doing those specific things, mm-hmm. but doing them onto like other gods. So yeah. when they were having tattoos, it, back in the day, nobody was tattooing themselves with a lyric from their favorite song or some line just because, you know, this is how they want to express themselves. Or, yeah, it was nothing like expressing yourself or your personality or how you feel like you want others to see you. Tattoos back in those days and in that time and in that area was markings for either the dead or to their gods, if you think about it. Because mm. even now, in this day and age, if you go to like the Pacific Islands, they still tattoo themselves. Um, and their tattooing is more so for like their heritage. Into it. It, There's meanings behind their tattoos. When you think of some African countries, when they have, um, oh, what's it called? The markings. The, the markings on the face. Them? Like the tribal marks. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same thing because there's more spirituality involved in that than mm-hmm. what we see tattoos as now. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, when you think of tattoos, it's literally like what Natasha said, you're expressing yourself. Or yeah. it's something that it's not that deep to someone that they're thinking it's a spiritual thing. But back then when they wrote that, when um, it was written, when God gave them the law, it was so that they would separate themselves from the others. And yeah. so the whole point of, of God saying not to mark themselves to the dead or have tattoos or piercings or cut their, cut their hair and this, that, and the other was because if they did that, they were like, they were great, they were behaving like the people around them and the people around them were doing that to serve other gods, which is in direct violation of what God has said as in, I am your God, you worship me alone, love me alone, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I feel like right now, you just need to ask yourself, does it glorify God? That's the baseline question in if you want that tattoo and what tattoo you want, if that makes sense. Because are you glorifying God? Are you glorifying something else that is put in, um, how do you call it, its place before God? Because in, in that case, it becomes equal to you being like the world, if that makes sense. Because you're just doing it for something else other than God, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so in, in a way, because Jesus said himself, like it's not what goes, it's not what's like, coming out the outside that, um, how do you call it, defiles you. It's what's on your yeah, inside. Yeah. But people can have clean bodies, like no piercings, no tattoos, and their thoughts are dark, and they're piercing other people mm. their lives, that makes sense. Yeah. They're marking other people with tattoos, if that makes sense, because it's not glorifying God. And so when you understand context, you're able to see the heart behind God's choice. You're able to see the reason why he's saying this, and that's if a parent tells you don't put your hand in your fire it's not because they're telling you oh they don't want you to like enjoy I don't know warmth if that makes sense they're (laughs) telling you because if you put your hand in fire you're going to burn yourself Mm -hmm. so we need to understand why God's saying that in order to be able to make decisions about um, our convictions if that makes sense so that's why I would say so definitely understanding context is important and that's why it doesn't translate into culture because you can't you can't use culture in God's word. It just doesn't mix because God's word is anti cultural. So you can't say it's not part of our culture. These aunties love to say it. It's not in our culture because um, I can see travel marks on your face, auntie. They, they, that's kind of like a tattoo. It is a tattoo. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Yeah, even to like piggyback off that, there's um, you know, the whole um message of jesus christ is a message of love um it's not a message of restriction it's not a message of perfection it's not a message of um of caveats if that makes sense it's not to say if you have this on your cv that on your cv this on your cv um you know then you can come into the kingdom you know jesus says you know we should literally invite everyone you know come as you are so to speak um you know, and, and that's really something that I feel a lot of people and Christians um, misappropriate, um, definitely. Um, and they they almost try to create this narrative of perfection 
so it looks like you know the the transformative power of Jesus is in that light of perfection if that makes sense rather than it being people who came with you know their baggage came with you know their ideologies of the world came with their own notions on how life should be and they encounter Jesus and you know he transforms them by changing the way that they think you know which is literally what it says in um Romans 12 verse 2 i believe you know um be transformed by the renewal of your mind you know so it's not a it's not a um it, it's not like a border kind of thing it's not like it's not like you're going into a different country now and they're saying that you have to bring this visa that visa you know state your purpose of coming to this country and so on and so forth it's literally just come you know first of all just come you know, the, there's the whole aspect of taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, you first have to kind of taste it, you know, and then your eyes will be open to see that, oh, like all this stuff that I thought Christians were about or Christianity was about or Jesus was about was completely wrong. Um, you know, and um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff, you know, even in we, we've sort of taken the frailty of culture and said that it's God because God allows it and we kind of forget that God's the only real you know God's power that he gave to us was free will you know the ability to choose freely to do what we wanted to do um but obviously as we know Jesus came to rewrite that um but yeah I'm gonna I'm stop there because um yeah um I could I could preach on this for a little while as you can tell um, I wanted to quickly talk on Ezekiel 16. Um, um, the way that God was trying to describe his like affection for, you know, his people, the Israelites and stuff was, um, he's, I think he, he, what, I'm going to have to go into the Bible, but he said, I will give you a nose ring. Bruv, let me collect it. Hold on. Ezekiel. Uh-huh. Okay, Ezekiel 16, 12, and I put a jewel in your nose, earrings in your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. Thus you were uh, adored with gold and silver, and your clothing was of fine linen, silk, and embodying some cloth. Amen? So I just wanted to say that um, if God uses those expressions, that was of their time, that those were like normal stuff. So it's a bit weird how, you know, that culture seems to be, I don't know, it kind of, I feel like when people put culture, that's why I feel like there's so many churches, I know we're, we're going into another topic. That's why I feel like there's so many churches with different types of doctrines and it's because it's been integrated. My English is terrible today um, because of culture. I mean, you see maybe um, a couple of churches that are orientated to a specific culture like specific country or something and you can see some of their doctrines are not because of the word but because of their own country so yeah but yeah even i was just reading on as well what you just read and literally in verse 16 it says you used the lovely things i gave you to make shrines for idols where you played the prostitute you took the very jewels and gold and silver ornaments i gave you and made statues of men and worshiped them and that is the whole point. That's why God is forbidding it. It's because they're using these things as a way to worship things outside of him. And it's like, once we understand that that is the root of the problem, we won't allow, it, 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 like, all the culture and all this, like, looking down on people and this and the other, you realize that that is not the problem. Those are all surface-level things. The root of the problem is our heart, is our attention, our intentions towards these things. So definitely i think when we, we everybody needs to do a good job of reading the bible and reading it in context and reading it well <laughs> before we, it's so true because mm. it's so much because some people just want to hop on one line and That's then true. they're like yeah <laughs> the bible said this <laughs> it's like um, it also said this this is this <laughs> yeah, do you understand i think yeah. i think um i think there's just because they were saying it a lot on Twitter because of the, um, was it the cheating thing or the Satan shoes, um, that Christians oh, yeah. are the most judgmental, judgmental. human mm -hmm. beings in the world. 
And to be honest, I'm not going to lie. We, I have to agree because I th- it, in our churches right now that we go to, there is probably a group of people, I won't go gender-based, um, <laughs> slightly a little older than us, that would be very, very, they just like to talk. Um, and I feel maybe that's probably the reason why Nas X, maybe that's why people are talking about a lot of this church hurt because of this judgmental mind. Because if I now get a, um, I don't know, a little small tattoo on my shoulder, the amount of people that will be talking left, right and centre, and then will also be saying that, oh, she's not a Christian or she's not good enough. Mm. When people say judgmental Christians, nobody would know if you were, nobody would categorise you Mm. in the Christian category. Had the people who are doing Mm. the judging they throw in Bible verses without, like, um, you know, saying without context. That's why they get that label of a judgmental Christian because it's like now they've come to chuck in, like, say Galatians 5.18, like, don't drink, don't smoke, da, da, da. They've come to chuck in one Bible verse. People are like, oh, my gosh, this person's a Christian. Oh, my God, judgmental Christians. It's also yeah. like you have to mm-hmm. understand that actually judgmental people in the world, regardless of their religion or everything, but I feel like once yeah. we start to use Bible verses out of context mm-hmm. is where we get this connotation of judgmental Christian and then they're thinking everybody follows suit. So I feel like more of a, it's more of like a concept brought on by those who aren't Christian and feel offended when they're brought with scripture, albeit it might not be for the context at a moment of time. But I feel more of the judgment comes because I feel like the Bible sometimes it's kind of just plain simple type of thing like it's actually sometimes just there in the Bible so it's a case of like I feel like whenever someone gets triggered especially if they're a Christian themselves when someone uses um Bible verses in an argument I feel like it's more down to personal conviction that's why they're rebuttaling it and then they'll they'll be quick to say oh judgmental Christian because for a fact it's like we also know that homosexuality isn't a part of the Bible, but it's the thing of like how we go after that that conversation is the most important part. But it's written in the Bible, it's like blank point statement, whatever. But it's also a thing of how we come across as Christians, because it's like what I see, especially on Twitter, is this Christian Twitter that they like to call it. It's a very argumentative place, and I actually don't think they serve the purpose that they think they're serving, because I people will say something it's like these this like the little nar shoes or just things like things that are happening in the world and then they'll just come with all these like scriptures but it's like they're fighting with like scripture obviously like we should fight with the words of god but it's like the way they're bringing it across is more of like an argumentative as opposed to like a loving um side which christians are meant to do anyway so i feel like judgmental christians they kind of put it on themselves because once you start throwing out verses with no context or anything it's like you've now given yourself that target for people to blame it on your christianity as opposed mm. to just them as a person to be fair hmm? there's a lot of bible thumping but the christian um christian twitter i don't i don't i don't um in a way it's made me stop posting a lot of like um christian stuff in general i just post my podcast and that's it because Someone is gonna talk. <laughs> someone is going to argue, um, and someone is going to come and be like, "Nope, you're wrong. It's this, this, and this, and this. This is what it's meant to say." And and it's almost it becomes so toxic, and it becomes so overpowering that it's like, um, you're almost having a a, a a boxing match, and it's like, did we come here to do that? What's going on? Yeah, so. That's that's a whole lot. But I think going back a little bit on what you said, when people are using Bible, you know, scripture out of context, the the phrase is called Bible thumping. And to be honest, I don't like people like that, especially those that would be like, um, uh, we were talking about a wife and relationships and um, people, how a lot of guys use the submission part of the verse, but don't want to be looking at, how they need to love their wives like Jesus did do you know what I mean or you know other stuff like that um but I think with the judgmental Christians and stuff like that 
I think they really overpower the rest of the Christian community because, you know, people see the the judgment, people see the arguments and they see how they've been affected by it, by their own personal conviction. And then, you know, then obviously we've got situations like little um, Nas X and the whole problem over there. Um, and then we also got people that's checking out of church, as in they're like, no, church is not for me. That's not a place that I want to be at um, and stuff like that. But yeah, just thought to, thought to put that in. Yeah, I feel like, you know, um, you know, the, the judgmental side of Christianity is, um, is people not, you know, actually, I mean, there's two sides to it. There's, there's, cause in judgment, there's you receiving, you know, things like Bible verses and feeling judged, which is, which very much should happen because, you know, as it says, the word is a double-edged sword. Um, you know, it's not, you know, Jesus said, I, I, he literally said, I didn't come here to bring peace. You know, I came here to challenge, you know, to, to come against, you know, mother and, and, and daughter, you know, father and son, you know, granddaughter or grandparents and grandchildren, so to speak, you know, he came to challenge those, you know, those, those systems that we've created in place from the word and so on and so forth from following, sorry, from following the law, not the word. Oh, forgive me. Um, yeah. So, so, um, you know, I think there's, there's two sides towards it. There's, you know, the judger and the judgee. Um, so those, the person who receives judgment and the person who gives off judgment, um, Definitely, you know, on the on the side of the person who gives off judgment, um, when they say Christians are the most judgmental people in the world, I think it's literally because everyone is kind of on their journey, right? And um, you kind of go into this aspect of why do people have this tendency to defend the faith, you know? Um, and it's very interesting because, you know, in, in my Bible tells me that Jesus has already accomplished everything. He's done it all. You know, it says in John 16, verse 33, that you will have many trials and tribulations, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. You know, um, and, and you know, that whole aspect of taking heart is literally, the Bible says that out of the, the, the it says out of the heart, you know, flows the issues of life, you know. The flows, flows, the aspects, not necessarily just the issues, but every aspect of life, you know, so you should guard your heart. You know, that's what Jesus literally meant by take heart. That's the only thing you need to do. Protect yourself from the world that you are living in. Because I always say what the word renews, the world would unrenew through its adverts, through um, the media, through Chinese whispers, through um you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, all these areas, all these pockets of spaces, right, that say that you need to be a specific type of individual and in some way, shape or form, denounce your Christianity or hinder hinder your Christianity. Because really and truly, like, the world isn't ready, literally, you know, for Christians, for true, authentic, you know, it says, it says that, you know, that mm. creation is waiting for the for the arrival of the sons of god still waiting you know and sons doesn't only mean like oh you know men it, it refers to sonship in the sense of you know the ear the hairs of god so those who will you know who who jesus is coming to you know take again um so to speak when he comes back the second time so um yeah, like I feel like you know those people who judge or who pass off judgment, they really haven't let the word transform them. They haven't the the aspect of you know God takes our stony, stubborn hearts, and you know through that He gives us tender, responsive ones, and then the Spirit is able to come in and do what the Holy Spirit does as a comforter, as a healer. A lot of people are carrying their baggage from the world into Christianity and saying that that is how it is, you know, and then they're using that as like, this is how Jesus is. This is how, and it's like, no, you've not even allowed Jesus to fully transform you. You're still the same wineskin, right? You know, 
you're still the same wineskin that was holding that old wine. And as Jesus said, you cannot put new wine into old wineskins because it would damage the new wine and damage the wineskin at the same time. You are listening to the Hidden Lounge podcast. Okay, yes, this is the end of the episode. There will be a continuation or part two coming next week. Yes, this is technically the last episode um, for the season and we will be back for season three. Don't worry, we're not going to go away for too long. Um, If you want to be the guest on the show, DM me on the Instagram page and the Twitter page um, or you can email um, the Hidden Lounge podcast at gmail.com or you can ask questions um, about different topics you guys want to actually listen to or talk about. Um, it could be anything you want and we will bring uh, we'll bring an episode just for you with obviously some biblical scripture. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. See you next week.